I'm Tara. And I'm Ashley. Each week, two movies battle it out in a bracket-style competition to find the ultimate romantic comedy. This is The Trope Report. Hey guys. Welcome back. This week we have Music and Lyrics versus Sabrina. Music and Lyrics is the number 8 seed with the 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Sabrina is a number 9 seed, also with a 63%. So tell me, since these are evenly matched, <laughs> what were your thoughts going in for these two movies? Um, I, I don't know if I've seen either of these movies. And after watching them, let me just say that they oh. were fine. <laughs> <laughs> they were just okay. I mean, these were the middle of the bracket, so that's to be expected. These were both very mid-movies. I do think yeah. I must have seen music and lyrics because I recognize that song in it. I never saw it. And yes, but I don't really I remember the song. It. But maybe I saw maybe I heard the song before, but I think it was from probably like trailers or something. Because I definitely have not seen that movie. But I have yeah. seen Sabrina before, but that was years ago. And how do you like did you were you a fan of Sabrina going into this? I mean, listen, I said that I had to watch it this week and my dad was like, didn't you hate that movie? Like I showed you that movie and you hated it. And I was like, I don't think, I don't know. Both movies I was iffy about. I mean, I'd never seen music and lyrics, so I had no thoughts on it. I also don't really care for Hugh Grant. Like I just, I, as that a was leading gonna be my male. First question. How yeah. do you feel about Hugh Grant? He can go either way with people. I mean, he's just like, I don't mean to be rude, but it's like. He's not that good looking. Maybe he's good at acting. I don't know. There's just like, it's like, I have no stakes in like, him. I can see, well, should we start with a synopsis before we yeah, okay. get all, yeah, go yeah. all in on Hugh Grant? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> okay. Hugh Grant plays Alex Fletcher, a washed up 80s pop star who has a second shot of fame when a young artist asks him to write her a song. He's struggling until Drew Barrymore, his plant sitter, steps in and they become <laughs> songwriting partners. <laughs> will they butt heads or will romance ensue? Okay. I mean, it's a fun premise. <laughs> it's a fun little premise because it's really quirky. And I want to say that Drew Barrymore in this was at absolute prime, oh, I thought. Gorgeous. I love yes, her. Yes, I thought so. And yeah. that's why I was like, I'm not buying it with you, Grant. Something's not working. I think she yeah. can make anything work with anyone. But I was just like, I not working for me. I didn't care for yeah. it. The, uh, the chemistry was a little off because I think... Drew Barrymore just has this like really like positive kind of energy about her. Yeah. That's just like magnetic. So and he fun. just was not he was not giving the mm -hmm. same energy. He's boring to me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, people. I agree. And I'm sorry There's something to about him that just kind of bothers me. Like I can see why people like him because he's like yeah. has the British accent and he normally plays like kind of a, and this, a funny quick talking guy. But this isn't even about looks, I don't think. Because, like, I'm no. more on board with Jack Black and um, yeah. In the Holiday. Like, oh, love Jack I, Black. Like, that I was more on board with and I was buying it. This, I don't know. I just, it's not working for me. I and think you know he's what? a certain Wasn't he? arrogance Wait. that throws us off. Yes. Is it because he's British? No, because then we also have um, also In the Holiday. What's his... What's oh, Jude name? Law. We love British yeah. men. Yeah, we love it's British men. It's definitely so that. I don't, 
if anything, that's in the he, plus column that he has an accent. He was also in two weeks' notice, which I also wasn't a fan of. And he was I kind of he, absurd arrogant in the ending, remember? Yeah, I think and he's played just an arrogant too guy. arrogant for us to like. He's too yeah, arrogant no. for us to like. He's cocky. Like, not... Because uh-huh. you want a confident guy, but you don't want a cocky guy. Yes. Wow. I think that's Yes, it. yes, preach. Listen, I don't think... I think this would have been a total flop if they didn't get Drew. Total flop. Yeah. Totally. Because she, I mean, she was so cute and fun in this. If you think about it, all of his successful movies have an absolute star of a woman that he's yes. like put up with. Sandra Bullock in Two Weeks Notice. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia I, Roberts in Notting. What is Notting Hill? Yes. Like he's the always women are up carrying with him real, throughout yeah, his career. The women are carrying him. I think. Wow. I now think, I mean, I, two I two literally, together. I can't think of any other movies that he's in, but those ones are great examples. Yeah. Wow. Now he's kind of gone in a, like, a different direction in his career. Now he's just, like, choosing the most oddball roles. He's an Oompa he, Loompa. Yeah, he's an Oompa Loompa. Before that, he was in the Dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons movie, just playing, like, an yeah, absolutely why? absurd role. Like, I think he's just choosing the most out of character roles now for him he's tired of the rom-com scene well you know what i can't be mad at that i mean go crazy right i mean why not well i feel like daniel radcliffe did the same thing daniel radcliffe was like i don't want to be typecast so i'm just going to take the most like absolutely but he's just he's just a sweet little doll i just feel like he's i love daniel radcliffe a cute little guy um the let me say the music and lyrics in music and lyrics were fantastic from you saw it i loved it you didn't as soon as it opened it had that poppy fun that pop song i will say is so catchy yes pop goes my goes my heart yes come on and i've i've absolutely heard that song before so i was like have i seen this movie or is this song like going around i think it's like trailers or something or because I, there's no way that I saw no, this. That I didn't one remember is, any of it. That one is catchy. And the, his main guy. Um, yeah. Like, yes, so Heart of Dixie. For, for con- yes, like, is the mayor from, wait, not mayor. What's, what is he in Heart of Dixie? He's I just forget. like the hot lawyer. Yeah. Um, But it's so funny because my mom has the biggest crush on him. So one year for Mother's Day, I got a cameo from him for her. <laughs> so I have a video of him being like. I have a video of him being like, hey, Jeanette, your daughter, <laughs> Ashley, like, wants to wish you a happy Mother's Day. He was like, I she, tells me you're, she tells me you're a fan of Heart of Dixie, so I know you must be have a kind soul or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I love that. That's adorable. Yeah, wow. Auntie's he in is adorable. that show we like. Ginny and Georgia. That's what he's in. Oh, like. yeah. Great show. Um. Yeah. Wait, speaking of shows, I was late to this little recording because me and my mom are watching F1, the Netflix Ooh. documentary show. Yeah. You need to watch this. It's Does it have so... Charles McClerk? Le- Leclerc? Yes. Leclerc. How do you know this? How do because you know Because he's this? so hot. Obviously, I know of him. He's so <laughs> cute. Oh, you have Obviously, to watch. I'm aware of him because he's have a, adorable. You um, I watch a lot of F1 it. edits for some reason. Like, they always show up on my feed. I'm, I I enjoy them. That and what? what's the other guy that you always were showing me? Some soccer player or something that you were like, might be the hottest soccer. man alive? That was the rugby player. 
Yeah, the rugby player. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you his name. <laughs> I mean, I'm still holding true that I think the hottest person in sports is the Notre Dame Sam quarterback. Sam Hartman. Yeah. The hottest guy yes. ever. Tara and I have read Fourth Wing, and we want him to be cast as Zayden. Absolutely. I think it's a perfect fit. <laughs> Perfect. This is who I'm picturing. So join when I'm our poll yes. to get Sam Hartman into acting classes now, so he's yeah. ready for the TV show. Yeah, when it comes, I mean, we don't know. You know, you don't know. Maybe he also is a good actor. We don't know. He might be a secret, like yeah, a great actor. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But he needs to be. I mean, as I'm reading Iron Flame, as I'm reading Fourth Wing, this is who I'm picturing. This is ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, He's back to music and lyrics, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I loved all the music. I loved all the songs. I thought a lot of songs... I don't know. I feel like movies, it's like musicals, I guess. But this wasn't a musical. They just like made no. good songs for the sake of the movie type of... I don't there know. Were, it's- yeah, there were only a couple of songs. Basically, Hugh Grant is tasked with writing a song for this like Britney Spears-esque pop star named Cora. Yeah. She's like, I'm such a big fan of yours. Can you write me a song called this in, like, five days? Yeah. Um, and then he's... This he is brought, like, a writer in. Yeah, he brought a writer to, in to help him because he's more on the music side than the yeah. lyric side. And Drew Barrymore is his plant sitter, which, why does he have a plant sitter if he, like, isn't Every time, town? I thought the same thing. Every time she came in to water the plants, it took one minute. I'm like, you can't put water yeah. on these plants? Are you kidding also, me? Also, he's washed up. The whole thing is like, isn't he out of money, basically? Yeah, and I was thinking that. Like, he lives in New York City, trope, but... He, like, has a small apartment for these New York City movie apartments. Like, yeah. in I've, Hitch, like, they have bigger he's apartments. washed up. Yeah. He's taking, like, the most random gigs at, like, amusement parks and stuff. But yeah. he still hires a plant, like, someone to just yeah, take care of his plants. It's crazy. Kind of doesn't make sense, yeah. But she, like, starts muttering lyrics under her breath. And, he, and, and how like, is she so good at it? Say that again. How does she just know how to literally write a whole song in one setting? It's kind of crazy. Like, you can't be that good. Yeah. But I will say, I I kind of didn't You like felt like you whole... could also do it? No, the songwriting process, the whole thing was that he was like, you're so amazing at this. These are such good lyrics. But all the songs had the, like, stupidest basis. Like, one was <laughs> a love autopsy. Yeah, and true. I was just like, they're not good. Yeah, that's These aren't true. good songs. That's true. Yeah, but they were catchy. They caught me. Yeah. Do you have any other likes of the movie? <laughs> Let me think. I mean, obviously, Drew was a big one. Um, I thought the sister was funny. The sister was funny. She was a little funny side character. You always have to have something like that. Um, I thought Cora was a... Oh, Cora's manager was the guy from Glee. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was. Which I thought was a little crazy. The teacher from Glee. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just felt like you said, like, this movie was like, eh. Like, her big thing is that, which I kind of thought was stupid as well, is, like, her big insecurity and her issue for, like, having issues in the movie, I don't know, is, like, her old teacher wrote a book about her, right? Yeah, she had a a relationship with her old writing professor. Who ended up being married. And ended up being married, and he wrote a book about how she seduced him 
and like um, and she just, wasn't that like, good of a writer basically putting her down made but, her like, look really bad that's insane that's insane but also i guess that would cause some insecurities for you fine but also he didn't use her name so she's like so humiliated by this and i'm like but no one knows that that's you i don't know she yeah uh, maybe i thought i don't know it was very dramatic about it very it's probably just because the like the guy that she looks up to wrote all these horrible things yeah yeah and she thought she was a good writer and mm-hmm. she kind of second guessed everything yeah um yeah so that comes out she's very vulnerable to hugh grant they finish the song they show it to cora yeah and cora loves cora it loves it yeah yeah but she's like why don't we add a little indian funk to it everything has like the indian flair is her thing it's very playing off of britney's with the the anaconda dancing type of a thing that's like basically cora's whole thing but like one thing it's so bad it's very bad but also catchy one thing that i thought one thing that i thought was kind of annoying with this is and also i don't know made it a media movie is i wasn't buying like their connection like and i understand that it was a short timeline situation where they had to turn this music around to cora quickly in order to get the gig but like they somehow like fell in love in like two days and slept together right away and it was all very yeah. much like even their fighting it was all very just unbelievable to me it w- yeah it wasn't wasn't believable for sure. I mean, when they fight, so basically Cora changes the song completely and like puts her like Bollywood flair on it even though she is the whitest girl. Like she she changes it and Hugh's like this is my shot. Like I need to stick with it. I'll let her destroy Hugh the song. Just wants I don't to care. Yeah. Yeah. And he just wants back in the biz. Drew aka Sophie, she's like, "No, we have to stand up for this song." This is not yeah. how it's supposed to be. So this is the like where they have and their she's big gonna fight go tell about. Cora this. She's, yeah, and she does. She's tell Cora. all. Yeah, and Cora's just like, no, I'm we're gonna... not changing it. Yeah. Um, but this is like their big fight, right? And he he cuts pretty deep. He with this. goes for the throat. Yeah, we joke around that like when we fight, we'll get too <laughs> we'll get too mean, but. <laughs> But he was mean. <laughs> but he was really mean. He was like, everything that your professor wrote about you in that book was true. Like, you're untalented. and Yes! All this stuff. I was like... Like, basically, you're horrible. You're trash. How do we come back from this? She exposed... How do like, any, she was so vulnerable. Listen, how do any of these men in these movies ever come back from any of this stuff? Why are we letting them come back from this stuff? I don't understand. Every movie, we're like, oh, this guy's being crazy. And he says the most atrocious things, and then these girls always get back together. Has there been like, a movie? Wait, in Twenty Seven Dresses, did that guy? He didn't even take her down a notch, did he? He was never really no, hurtful. He wasn't that mean to her. Yeah, he was on her side when she she was crazy. Yes, and he was. Now that I think about up. it, yeah. Okay. Wow. And yeah, in the holiday, like- I don't think they were very mean to each other i'm just trying to go back and think of these movies because i feel like so many times we're saying how does this guy come back well just right yeah he gets together with her sister yeah that's bad i just can't believe that he 
went for her deepest insecurity yes. that she was so vulnerable and to tell him about. I don't even think that she came back with anything. Like, it wasn't like it was an equally matched thing, no. right? No. I think she just walks away and she's like, wow, thanks. And, like, abandons but him. I will say a good scene earlier in the movie was they run into the professor at a restaurant. And yes. Hugh Grant does stand up for her. That was a fun and scene. And he, he hits him, right? Mm, does he or he just yells at him i thought he yelled i don't think he hit him because yeah. i think the, the professor just went and I sat wish. down at his table i agree i agree but really like the moment that things get a little difficult and he thinks he's not going to get his check he's going to destroy her i mean that's crazy yeah i'm not he's for such that. a spoiled little brat in this movie i think and in real life yeah <laughs> in real yeah that interview that he had with what's her face ashley graham Yes. Mm-hmm. He's such a dick. Yeah. So, hmm, maybe that's why we don't care for it. Um, anyway, so basically he semi-redeems himself at the end with a grand romantic gesture. They go to the core yeah. concert and Sophie is like, I might not even go to this, but she's going for her niece and nephew who are so excited because they know they're going to perform sophie's song yeah, and sophie's gonna told be called everyone out at school yeah that she wrote cora's new song so she's like all right i'll go and then all of a sudden they come cora comes out and she's like all right this is a song written by i don't even remember his name hugh grant and she's like are you kidding me you're not gonna put my yeah. name on it you're gonna take credit after he's cut so deep and so she starts walking out of the concert so dramatic right like she's like it's always like they're yeah. like i can't even be here i can't, I, even- I can't do it i can't do it i'm not strong enough to be here <laughs> so she starts leaving the concert and her family behind i don't know how she's getting home um and then he comes down and he starts singing a whole new song that he wrote himself and the lyrics are cheesy because he claims he's not the lyricist right she is yeah. he just knows he's how to the play music, she's the lyrics yeah and so he wrote this song for her basically apologizing and she's like oh my god it's all god. about the little quirks that he yeah. noticed while they were writing songs so together. of course she immediately forgives him and she runs backstage and um then they perform their actual song right yeah and cora is yeah, actually the song like that they wrote together but cora and him perform it and it's the authentic yeah. one not the bollywood version and cora is uh-huh. actually like a fantastic singer like why is she not just regularly <laughs> singing and why is she putting this like flair on everything um but then he, what I thought was a little weird is he just exits the concert and the song's not even over to go make out with her. Well, that's, that's romance. That's romance, baby. I don't know. I, I'm like, you at least finish the song. What I would have liked better is if they finish the song and then he's like, and here's the writer, Sophie, yeah. and she comes out and like, they Give, take a bow. Gave her credit. Gave her credit. True. That would have been better. Showed her face. Kissed on stage as yes. everyone And Cora steps aside and literally puts her arms up to them, right? And the two of that them been good. take a bow. That would have been good. And then they make out. Like, are you kidding me? This is why, this is why we should be in charge. Yes. This, we're the experts, people, and no one knows <laughs> what they're doing. I just thought that was really stupid. Like, Cora's out there finishing up the yeah. song, and he ran backstage to make out. It just seems really stupid to me. At that point, it's, it's like, why did he even have to be singing the song with her? Yes. I, I, I found it At that point, he should have just left the stage, and they could have 
been together listening to their original song and you know what i think writing a song to her really isn't enough of an apology for everything that he said to her like that needed really that needed to be like a one-on-one apology intimate like forgiveness this is this is gonna be a toxic relationship. 100%. We should have a segment where at the end of every movie we say, wow. "Will they stay together?" I love that because we could start doing it now. There's, yeah, because as this is the first even small fight that they get into, and he goes that deep. Yeah, this is and toxic. that hurtful. Oh, just imagine like the bigger fights down the no, line. No, they'll never last. This couple will no. not last. You heard it here first. They break up. Yeah, they break up. But you know what? They do um, end the movie. I always like a little extra with a credit scene. I love when movies will throw in, throw you a bone as you watch the credits roll. And they give yeah, you a like little that. bit of like a, um, you know, like they did this in Hitch where they're dancing and it's fun. I like that. But in this one, they just basically said like where they are now. Um, They also did this in The Wedding Date. I really still feel like The Wedding Date doesn't get enough credit um and i just want to our first episode ash totally destroyed Look, it we're not going back there okay but i'm we're just saying back there um anyway but they basically had a little thing at the end where they're like um they're doing great now they're trying to tell us they're doing great but we know they broke up um yeah. and they're basically like he's they're writing music and lyrics together and sold all these top records and blah 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 yeah it, it was just all right i think the thing that redeemed it was just me a fine movie. the thing that redeemed me was drew barrymore is cute and i was a sucker for some of the music like the music was just a fun little bonus yeah and it had like it's comedic moments it had it was very like light-hearted i really it was light-hearted fine yes that's yeah we're like he was, you know, they were both a little quirky, silly, funny. Yeah, it wasn't know? that funny, but it was definitely lighthearted. I'll give you that. If you need to throw something yeah. on in the background, like when you're at the dentist and you're getting like um, maybe fillers yeah. or something, like this would be the movie to watch. Yeah. I mean, will I watch this again? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll listen to the song. I might pop on that song, but I don't, yeah. I might pop on that music video at my next soiree <laughs> to set the mood. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Can you give us the synopsis for Sabrina? Mm-hmm. Okay. The 1995 Sabrina, starring Harrison Ford and Julia Ormod, is a remake of the original 1954 Sabrina, starring Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. Two incredible actors. I mean, they really are top caliber. Um, but anyway, we watched 1995. Um, if you want dreamy, dramatic energy, then this is the movie for you. Sabrina is the chauffeur's daughter to one of the Long Island's wealthier families, the Larrabees. She grew up obsessed with the carefree ladies man younger brother david but in any good rom-com it isn't that easy sabrina starts to question everything when she gets to know the rough around the edges older brother linus which brother is she destined for if any immediate thoughts um (laughs) y'all Okay, I knew this wasn't going to be for you because I just feel like you don't like any movie that's younger than, like, 2005. And you know it's true. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. And that's fine. That's you. I mean, but I was the one that was on the side of Say Anything. 
Like, normally I like the... I like the 80s stuff. Also, this was made in 1995. It, like... You know? It's just... I, I liked most 90s rom-coms. I guess. So, basically... These are two very different types of movies. Both rom-coms. Um... I did actually think there were some pretty good jokes in this. I was uh, cracking up a little bit here and there. I said, where the heck is the comedy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I thought it was like, had some pretty good comedy throughout it. What? Where? All throughout it. It was funny. I didn't think I it was, think it was lacking in romance and it was better in comedy. I don't, I didn't think that um, music Maybe and lyrics. Maybe it just isn't my sense of humor. I guess not. I guess you just don't get it. I don't know. You just can't I don't get comprehend. I think this also is like now we're kind of going back to that um what is it, the wolf, um moonstruck. It's like you didn't get that humor either. I didn't I I didn't get moonstruck and I didn't get this. Maybe they're the same type of Yeah, kind of you know, different. Thing. I do so I, I don't know. I think that this was a kind of like it was definitely dramatic energy. They definitely tried to play on the dreamy-esque landscape of Paris. Felt, yeah. I enjoyed the first half more. Mm-hmm. I liked the whole, you know, she's awkward. She's falling or climbing down from the tree. Well, and, yeah. But, and she gets this makeover in Paris. I like that And part. let me... and Like, that's very dreamy. You know what? I will agree with you with that because I do think that once her and Linus's uh, romance gets together the end i think it semi-ruins it so let's start at the beginning because i do agree with you i'm digging the beginning um she basically yes i i dig yeah she's the chauffeur's daughter they don't have money they're she's the the dad's the driver for this really wealthy wealthy family in long island and the two sons like one's goofy doesn't pay attention to anything just having fun spending money hooking up with women and the older brother is like the guy running the big business and basically never is with any women so he'll inherit the company yeah Yeah. she's more serious she's always watching these big parties that they have in their backyard from up in like the tree literally just peering out she like yeah it's the classic like she basically looks like um Anne Hathaway in the beginning of that's what I was yes, thinking in Princess like frizzy Diaries. Hair and glasses. She looks identical to Anne Hathaway in it, or Anne Hathaway is identical to her. Um, and so that's her kind of vibe. And she's obsessed with this guy David, even though he seems like such a douchebag. He's always sleeping with women. Like you can see, he's smooth schmoozing them and bringing them back to the room. Right? It's like I guess she yeah. just likes the idea of the parties and someone opposite of her. That she's drawn to him. She's just been dreaming of this lifestyle. You know, she's been watching this lifestyle. Yes. Like, from so close Mm -hmm. that it's like being so close to what you, the life you want. Yeah. So she's. And so I think she just romanticizes it. Totally. That was this movie romanticized a lot of things, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So she basically goes off for an internship to Paris, which I loved. Yep. And I loved the vibe. Loved that. I loved the vibe of it. Like, she's getting... She's discovering herself, and she's getting more confident. You can see, like, which was weird. She yeah. puts up a photo of David, the younger brother, in her room, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah. You don't even... He doesn't even know you exist. 
And but then you see slowly throughout Paris, she pins up more and more things until his whole face is basically covered, kind of symbolizing like she doesn't really think of him anymore. Right. At least that's what you think until she gets home. I didn't understand this. I kind of felt like, why would you send her to Paris and have her mature and, you know, date this other guy? Like, you see her discover herself. I said that this was the original The Summer I Turned Pretty. What do you mean? Like, I think Paris was her going off and just you know growing up and as you grow up you become more confident in who you are and when you come back the guys want you this is when okay yeah where it was like she grew up with these people but they they never recognized her until she got this glow up so it reminded me of the summer i turned pretty brothers but with old guys because i that was one of my big icks of the movie is i thought the age difference was creepy did you think harrison ford was way too old let yeah. me look up their ages right There's, now because that is interesting. I looked <gasps> it up. It's a 20-year <gasps> age gap. What? Which, look, yes, there can be cup- successful couples with that age gap, but the fact that they grew up in the same house yes. means that he was 20 when she was born and watched her grow Whoa. up. And then is now, like, that creeped me out the entire and movie. also, Linus has always, he says, I've always liked her. Like, not in a creepy way, but just saying, like, He's always noticed yeah. her, whereas David... He's like, I've always noticed David's her. never even... Doesn't even know who she is. Which is crazy. I mean, she comes back. She comes back. He sees She her. has a haircut. She, she has fabulous clothing on. She says hi. Mm-hmm. And he's like, am I supposed to know They're you? They're in town. Do we know yeah. each other? He doesn't even know her. He doesn't even recognize yeah. her. And it's been, what, a year? Mm-hmm. A summer? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. How long it was. A period of time, and he doesn't um, even remember who she is. And they literally spent their whole lives together. crazy. Yeah. Spent their whole lives together, can't even recognize her. All she did was get a haircut and put lipstick yeah. on. Crazy. Crazy. But of course, Linus recognizes her right away. Yep. Which I and thought that was So you also, instantly know yeah. that that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. They were going to end up together. It was... I didn't like how they got together in the end, but it was nice that he immediately knew who she was, immediately, immediately recognized her and was like, oh, hey, Sabrina, like... And the fact that David didn't, it was such a contrast and was so, like, crazy. Like, she didn't yeah. look that different that you would be like, I don't know who yeah. you are. Who are yeah, you? it's kind of crazy. Um, but David immediately falls head over heels for her just because she changed her hair. It's really weird. And invites her to the dinner. He invites her. He's engaged. Yeah. Can we just say that? He's engaged at this point. Yep. And this is, like... And um, the engagement mm-hmm. is like a business transaction as well yeah. that right? line is put together basically kind of yeah yes two companies the like the girls the fiance's parents are really wealthy so linus is like this is a great merger they have this technology yes you need to get married to her so we can it's gonna be like a partnership yeah, billions of dollars so he's literally yeah. engaged and he's obsessed with sabrina invites her to the soiree the poor girl is a doctor okay in new york Uh and is working all the time and doesn't even can't attend these parties david is smoozing her the whole time dancing with her he's like i need to be with you he did i write it down he wrote yeah he goes to her they're dancing on the dance floor it feels so good to hold you do you know how beautiful you are what this is so he's in love this is so dramatic you literally just 
basically met her after not realizing who she was your whole life. You've had one conversation. Yes. You've had one car ride home together. And after one dance, he's like, I have to call off my engagement. I think this is just like... like, I'm in love with Sabrina. Listen, Linus pointed this out. He, David, cannot finish anything in his life. And I think he proposed... Like, well, the girl also proposed, which was a weird little thing. But the way that happened, like, they did it for a week and she was like, marry me. And he was like, okay. Um, But anyway, I think this is going back to how he can't follow through with anything. Like, he knows that he's almost going to get married and he can't follow through. So he takes any opportunity he can get. Like, he sees Sabrina. He's like, this is my way out. Like, I think I'm in love with her. I need to, I can't get married. Like, he just can't commit. So, I don't know. I really don't care for him. I don't really care for either of them. (laughs) But this is another, this is another, both of these movies, I'm not in love with the guy. Like, I can't get on board with it. Nope, nope, nope. And it's such a bizarre way that they try to turn things around. He, like, um, Linus and the mom are sitting, like, sit David down to tell him, you can't, whatever is happening with Sabrina, have to cut Mm -hmm. it out. Even though it's only been a couple hours, they can already see that this is trouble. He sits on a fucking glass. And Linus... his Linus makes him no. So this is the comedy that you like? No, this was not funny. Okay, we need to watch this movie together (laughs) and I will point out the comedy too. But this was like ridiculous. And you can see like, that's what I don't like about Linus. He truly is like totally motivated by the company and seems evil, all his actions. He sees that David's- He's evil. evil. He sees that David is falling for Sabrina and he was like, oop, he has glass in his pocket. I'm going to make him sit on it. He then has to get stitches because the glass goes into his butt. David's knocked out for like a week on medication. And Linus is literally planning this whole thing to wine and dine Sabrina and make her fall in love with him. So she doesn't ruin David's engagement and the merger of the company. Not only that, but his plan is to woo Sabrina, get her to fly to Paris with him, and then leave her there. How psychotic is is that? All for the company. It's not psychotic. It's ruthless. It is ruthless. It's insane. This is another movie where how can we possibly forgive this guy? That's what I was going to say. that's evil. That's what I was going to say. Evil. And Sabrina just accepts it. Okay, so basically you see them. There's this like whole sequence part of the movie where they're getting together. And you know what? If they didn't make it so ruthless with the Paris thing at the end, I would be okay with it. Because we see... I I did like these scenes. We see them getting together and you can you know that he in his head this they could have made this playful in like he went in like um te- how to lose no not how to lose guy uh 10 things i hate about you they go in with other intentions but they slowly are turned around and they fall for the person yeah but this guy took it all yeah. the way he went in with intentions to basically send her off to paris and never see her again and then he follows through with it, which is crazy. Yeah. Okay. But there's a couple moments where you see that Sabrina's making her better. And if they just stuck with that route and he became a better person and they made each other better, I'd be here for it. But they didn't. No, they didn't. I gotta say, I, do, I did like Sabrina in this yes. movie. Like, they did a good job of making... Because 
they wanted to make her irresistible when she came mm-hmm. back and she does have that sort of draw to mm-hmm. her dreamy yeah of this of she's so dreamy and she's so deep and she takes photos yeah. and thinks about life and you know walks the, you, the you can't help but Paris like her and find yeah. cafes like you can see why men are falling in love mm-hmm. with her they did a and good she, job well, with she's that also, she's just a good person it seems like you know down to earth and a good person yeah she's a real sweetheart yeah. she doesn't deserve it no of this, absolutely not for sure absolutely not but also this wasn't like down to this was not her plan like she didn't plan to come no. back and you no. know get with these guys she's just trying to visit her dad yes but i did think like the obsession listen everyone's obsessed with a guy right i mean i'm talking about the notre dame quarterback or whatever or even guys in your life but like she takes it such an extreme of like putting his photo up in her and everyone in the, as the house staff the maids the chauffeurs everyone they all know she's obsessed with david she openly is saying yeah. about this like i'm sorry that's a little cringy to me that aspect yes but i can understand it more from her side than from their side because in her eyes they're like the hot older mm-hmm. guy that she grew up watching yeah and so you're kind of stuck feeling like a kid when you're around them true i I get what i i can see what you're saying i just and bringing you back to when you were in middle school yeah but i just feel like it was like such an extreme like i totally was i get an infatuation i get a crush but this was like crazy but whatever maybe it needed to be done for the movie um but yeah basically in the end harrison ford linus follows through because he's so stubborn and has like no emotions and he gets her a ticket does this whole speech to her he's like basically like i can't live without you you're you may you're making me a better person i want to get away from the company i want to go enjoy myself in paris come with me let's go together when the whole time his plan is to leave her there yeah and so what does he do she finds out like, she puts it together, right? Or, like, something is dropped and, like, she she knows, oh, you're trying to just get me away from David and get me out of here because you think I'm yeah. ruining everything, which is so sad. And she takes it so well. And she's literally, like, I'm just going to go to Paris and I'm going to go home and just enjoy myself because, like, this is all crazy. Yeah. Like, she's, like, I thought that I loved you and I thought we were falling for each other, but clear, but clearly not. And so goodbye and she's just gonna go to paris yeah she just wants to go to paris this is where i said the yawn comes in some of these long scenes of them after like i like the montage Mm -hmm. of them taking pictures together and then there's some long scenes of them just talking and i felt like harrison ford wasn't giving too much emotion and there wasn't any instrumental in the scene let me just these long talking scenes that i was like okay this is like they needed us in post and let me say i think harrison ford should stick with um indiana jones and the star wars because he's He's, a stick he's with action, yeah. one of the best when it comes to that, but I was not feeling the, and maybe this is his character, but I just wasn't feeling it. I'm not feeling this. There was no emotion in these scenes, yeah. so I wasn't believing yeah. it. Even when they're making Which, out in the yeah, end, again, I was kind of like, eh. He was just giving nothing. Yeah. His face was, she giving was giving the same emotion the Let me tell you, time. she was giving everything, I will say that, and he was giving nothing. 
She was really yeah. good. And maybe that makes him look Again, worse. it's a Drew Barrymore, Hugh Grant situation. The women are yeah. bringing it all, and these guys are just flops. Flop, flop, flop. Yeah. So, anyway. But, yeah. I so did, like, I kind he, of liked this little ending, though, with um, David getting a little bit of a redemption. Well, so Linus does have a change in heart. He feels bad. So, he goes and gives his plane ticket to David, and he's like, you can go to Paris with yeah. her. And then David has his change of heart and is like, I'm going to stick to my engagement and you should go to Paris with her. Yeah. You obviously love her. Yeah. It's like this whole little thing at the end. Everyone's there. The mom, David, Linus, the fiance, the fiance's parents. And he's like, everyone's like, Linus, you're literally in love with Sabrina. You need to just go and be yeah. with her and just stop putting the company first. And finally, Linus is like, you're right. And he takes the red eye to Paris and gets to her apartment before she does. And honestly, the um, the grand romantic gesture um, speech, uh, unrememberable. Like, I don't really remember what he even said to her. Yeah. And then they just make out and it ends, right? I think the redeeming factor in this movie is Paris yeah. and Paris is romantic. Yeah. But other than that, there wasn't much to it i yeah. thought you know what's one of the best movies ever in paris is um midnight in paris i knew you were gonna say that i know you like that you don't i don't i don't really remember it i saw it before but i was young oh like when God, it first came out I so saw it. that now that's but a I dreamy really movie that is a dreamy movie yeah i remember it being very dreamlike yeah my dad loves that movie wait and uh, did you also see well you don't watch emily in paris one of my favorite shows of all time do you i was so after i watched this i was like maybe i should watch emily in paris because i liked the paris bits of this and now that oh i've been there i feel like God. i'll appreciate oh, she just it had to more. go there to understand paris i had to go she had to discover herself and now i get it um emily in paris is one of the most fun freaking shows ever i mean it's very it's the same creators darren star as sex in the city so it's like how could you not like it it's just right up my alley everything's over the top and dramatic and fabulous and i love it anyway um do we get into ratings now i guess I mean, it's just kind of, it's hard to have passion for these. These, yeah. We're at the end of this quarter of the bracket. Well, this half of the bracket. So the two mid-movies was always the worst episodes for us. Because we don't have much to say about them. Maybe we need to, like, start with that instead of, and then getting, like... They're just average, boring movies. Yeah. Sorry to anyone that this is their favorite. AK Music and Lyric is their coworker's favorite movie. Yeah, we should really ask him yeah. what that is. I don't know. We yeah, we should it. have. But he likes Hugh Grant. He really likes Hugh really? Grant. Really? Some people really are into him. Alright, maybe we'll come back next week with, like, why he's obsessed. Maybe he can uh, <laughs> shed some light for us. Um. Okay, do we yeah. want to go into ratings? So... Let's do tropes for music and lyrics. And I'm going to be honest, I couldn't find that many when I was thinking about it. I think that it has a unique premise, which I have to give it credit for with that. Um, but for tropes, I mean, I you got the quirky girl, okay. right? We have forced proximity. Like, yeah. they're working yeah. together, so they have to be yeah. together. Yeah, quirky girl. I mean, they're are they opposite? No, no really. it it doesn't. That's not the focus. We do have 
We do have a grand romantic And we gesture. have New York City. And that's all I could come up with. Tell me if you think of anything else. Yeah, there really aren't much. Other than that, it's like your and average And even the grand dating. romantic gesture I'd had issues with. I gave this a three, honestly. Like, I don't know if that's too low. I just like... I think that's too never, low. I don't know. Because... Usually we have more than this, though. I mean, I guess there's a meet cute in that, like, she All comes right. in as a I'm willing setter. to maybe go up to a five, but... I would say... Yeah, I would say, like, a five or I'm going to say five. I mean... Because it, it does feel rom-com. Like, the tropes that are there feel cheesy, yeah. you know? I'm uh, Yeah. Uh, five and a half... Okay. All right. All right. Tropes for Sabrina. This one I had bland girl, makeover, makeover. obsessed with a guy. It was Long Island, but they also always went into New York. So I kind of felt like it was that New York vibe. Um, Paris. In Paris. Yeah. And she works for Vogue in Paris. I mean, that's. And yeah. then in that love with mean. the wrong person. There was semi the grand romantic gesture i mean he sent her off to paris but then he took the red eye and got there before her it just wasn't that again not a great grand romantic gesture not a great but they one, still no. had that finale of like i would say this is higher than music and lyrics but not super i agree high. i i'm gonna give this i'm gonna lean towards maybe a six and a half that's exactly okay. what i was gonna say quality music and lyrics I'm going to be honest. I think that Sabrina might be a tiny bit higher quality. I think, I think so, too. When, when think you so think too. about the cast in Sabrina, all the even the side characters, like th- one of just the... It was a one good of the cleaners cast. at their house was that guy in um, Big Fat Liar. The, the guy, hold on, who's like so famous. How am I forgetting his name? Yeah, Paul... Yes, Paul Giamatti. Like, Paul he Giamatti. literally was a cleaner side character. Like, every role had a... Yeah. Greg Kinnear plays uh, yeah. David. They was had a stacked David? cast. The other, the younger brother. And I brother. did think... The, the cast was good, and it was a very, like, dreamy, mm-hmm. like, well-shot I agree. Movie, I and the fact that this is a remake of an original, like, I feel like that also has to give it some credit of quality. Like, they already made this with humphrey bogart and audrey hepburn like this has to be i don't know it just it felt like it was a little bit more well done or something than it was a movie it was a a movie movie. yeah um so really for quality i gave sabrina an eight and i gave music and lyrics a seven i guess i'm fine with seven because it did why you think six? I was like, was it no. a good movie? I'm willing to go down further. I mean, I felt bad. I just felt like a lot of it was so cheesy, yeah. but it did have like your classic cast of Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. That they're both considered. Heavy but the hitters fact in the that I've never world. seen this rom com, like, it can't yeah. be high high quality. Maybe six and a half. Yeah, maybe six and a half. Are you in agreement with eight for Sabrina? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, lightheartedness. Obviously, music and lyrics is going to be more lighthearted because it was just, like, nothing really even went on. It was extremely light. It has those silly little songs. I think the songs really kept it light. Call me out if this is crazy. I gave this a nine because it just felt like 
it was so like light and stupid the stakes are never too high yeah yeah i mean she's a plant sitter yeah and it was like if the song didn't work out neither of them were really losing much no you know if the song didn't work out he would still be exactly where he is playing you know uh random venues and she would still be a plant sitter so it wasn't like this was destroying them yeah this was something that she had just started to do for fun you know yeah like this wasn't she hasn't been an aspiring songwriter for years and this is her one shot like exactly exactly so you think nine yeah okay um sabrina not as lighthearted. i don't think um again maybe first half of the movie i would have said more lighthearted. maybe first half but the second half the tone is just very it feels very somber on the second half yes it was so sad knowing that he was going to destroy her and just absolutely break her heart just for the sake of a money merger yeah when they're already like the richest people in the world yeah so what do you think i always want to say like a six I'm okay with that. I was thinking too low? I know I was thinking the same thing. You don't walk away from it feeling even when you they get together in either. the end, I didn't feel lighthearted and fun. Is this couple staying together? <sighs> no. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I really don't think I, so. I feel like that age difference is gonna come into play. He's gonna want different things from life than her. She's so young, even, she can I still don't... travel the world. Yeah, I think they're way too different, and he's so stuck in his ways. Like, yes, he made the grand romantic gesture to go to Paris and to meet her there to tell her that he loved her. But, like, he's going right back to the company the next day, and she's going to want to go but live he, her life. he did. He gave David his position at the company, so he's taking a step back from the company But come on, well. you can't be that dramatic of, like, being yeah. the head of the company for years. You can't just all of a sudden flip a switch. Yeah, I think, I think they're just too different. Yep, I totally agree. And I don't think she would have lasted with David either. I think both are horrible choices. No. I think she should have been with the I photographer she... that she met in Paris. Yeah, I think they should have... This should have just been a coming of age, her in yes. Paris. We should see her becoming more confident and, you know, yep. coming into herself. Totally. Okay. Comedy. Music and lyrics. Neither I'll, of these I'll... movies were that funny to no, me. No, they weren't. Um... I will say I can I don't think they weren't that funny. Music and lyrics might get more people. The fact that you didn't think there was comedy in Sabrina, do you know what I mean? Like maybe more people will I recognize. Yeah, I didn't really see the comedy in Sabrina. In music and lyrics, I at least thought like the opening song was funny. Like them in these ridiculous eighties yeah. outfits. Maybe the comedy in that movie will apply to more people. So therefore, I think I can give it maybe half a point more. But listen, I was laughing in some of the things that happened in Sabrina. Like there was these little quick jokes that they threw in every once in a while that I thought were funny. Um, And overall, honestly, though, both are not. Come on. They're not comedies. Like you say six and a half and a seven. I would I would say even I would say six and six and and a half. Six and six and a half. All right. Six and a half to music and lyrics and six to Sabrina. Um, Okay. Last one. Romance. I mean, God, this is, they're lacking. They are lacking. I'm not feeling it. I'm not believing either couple and we don't think either are lasting. Neither of them are staying together. I almost say they're tied. 
Maybe they are because here's the thing. Sabrina had that romantic ambiance to the mm-hmm. movie, right? Where it's Paris and like the little small town that they visited. But there was no chemistry between the leads. Mm-hmm. Music and lyrics at least had some banter and some like mm-hmm. we saw them getting to know each other more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe yeah. they are tied, but both low, like a six. I w- I- I'm totally good with that. It's a shame, but it's true, people. All right. Final scores. Sabrina, 32.5. Music and lyrics, 33.5. Wow. Music and lyrics is screeching by one point higher. I mean, I I would have... It came down to lightheartedness. Yeah. And I would have... True. I agree. And I th- I would have taken either one because, honestly, they're not lasting. Like, when you think, yeah. oh, my God, the caliber. Like, think about how Hitch was scored a 42. And this one came yeah. in at a 33.5. I mean, it's not. This Hitch is as was, far as they're getting. Yeah, this is as far as it's getting. I, I apologize, people, but it's the truth. This that's is a the, bru- That's the truth. We're as ruthless as Linus Latherby or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking... Music and lyrics to Paris, and we're leaving it there. Yep, we are. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Um. Yeah, I mean that's the way it goes. That's showbiz, people. So don't forget to check out the bracket on our website. The link is in the description. We'll also be posting the final scores. Send us your thoughts on this week's episode at thetropereport at gmail or check out our Instagram and Twitter at thetropereport, where we post quotes from each episode. Next week, we will have a bonus episode to decide the winner of the first half of the bracket. This is so major, people. We're making it halfway through. That's crazy. I did not I think we would survive. I believe it. it. It flew by. <laughs> did it fly by? So much has happened since we started. I mean, I know, but it does feel like, it feels like just yesterday that we were debating say anything. That's true. Like, it's... That's true. Feels like it went by fast and slow at the same time. Just just a mere blink of an eye ago, we were deciding, you know what? People need to hear what we have to say about these <laughs> movies. You know what? People would care what we freaking had to say. We are so stupid. The people need a definitive ranking of rom-coms. Yeah. And we're here to do it for them. Yes. To tell them which rom-coms are worth watching. We're putting in the and hours. And you know what? This was... This was a good half of the bracket, guys. I think so. I think we had some really good ones. I think so, too. I'm excited for the second half. I really am. There's going to be some good ones. A lot to come. And this year, we'll try to bring you guys more bonus episodes. We're thinking maybe Booksmart. Yeah, we're thinking maybe let's Let us throw- know if that's something that you guys would like. I don't know. We Yeah, like maybe we throw in a couple of episodes where we just talk about things that we're just obsessed with because why not? Just movies that we're obsessed with. And yeah. just, again, we really need to bring attention to these fabulous movies. I mean, really, we yep. just keep talking about we want to talk about Booksmart. That's all we keep mentioning. I know. It's such a good movie. Well, and Tara has to watch the new Sydney Sweeney rom-com. We have to talk oh, about that one. Yes, that's true. Maybe that even should go first because that's more that just happened. I still haven't seen that. So much drama leading up to that movie. I'm surprised have I haven't to, seen it yet. That would be a good episode. Yeah. If we did that one. I think so. Maybe we'll do it. We might throw in a couple things. Why not? This is our podcast. We can we bring can do Paris what we back want. for that episode. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Keep, keep it romantic. romantic.